Welcome to episode 49 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies, plus tips, apps, and gear. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg, and my guest this week is Adam Angst from his publisher of Tidbits. Thanks for being here, Adam. Thanks for having me, David. It's a it's quite an honor to have you here. You're, you've uh, you are very prominent in the Apple community. Uh, Tidbits has been around now what thirty years now? Uh, at least two hundred. Yeah, two hundred. Just no. uh, <laughs> thirty years. So yeah, premier... I think well, it'll be twenty nine years in April. So Holy technically cow. speaking, that, that um, time it just has just flown. <laughs> yeah, I. It is just I, I'm always boggled when I look back and go, "Oh my gosh, I've been doing this for twenty nine years." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. No, it's uh, I've I've been a longtime supporter of your of your site, and we've uh, we've hooked up with each other here with within the community for the last couple of years. And it's been waiting for a while to get you on the show. I'm so glad you got to be able to be here finally. Indeed. And, uh, we're we're going to talk about lots of fun stuff because both of us, as always, and anybody who comes on the show, is very passionate about Apple and iOS, and uh, that's what we talk about here. Um, so today I got some news stories. We got about four or five stories we're going to talk about here a little bit, and then. Uh, Topics, of course, if you don't know, you probably already saw it in the notes here. I always ask my new guests what the kind of gear you have, so <laughs> we can, you, can, you can kind of tell me, and then uh, we'll see what we like as your iOS devices. Uh, and then a couple other topics that we'll be hitting on as well, and then some apps, and we'll wrap it up. So uh, I think it's, uh, let's just dig right into the uh, the news of the day, or I guess for when we record this show. Um <laughs> First thing that came out uh, as a new story was uh, iOS 12, uh, 12.1.3 came out, uh, as well as uh, Mac and, wa- and Watch OS uh, 5.1.3 and TV OS with some bug fixes. Um, I went through and looked through a lot of the details <laughs> as, as, as normal. As you're laughing, Apple is not very detailed as far as what they're... It's just... It's features. It's bug fixes. We fix features. So. Yeah, in theory, there's stuff that's different, but wow, they're they're just not saying much. No. I mean, I I think it was a new record with Watch OS where they managed to get their release dates down to seven words. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's I, I, realistically most of what's in these updates is security fixes, right. and um, there's quite a few of them in each of the updates. Obviously, a lot of these security fixes are shared across Apple's operating systems because right. Apple's operating systems are all based on the same code. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, but uh, that was interesting. The one thing I will warn people about um, is obviously not these specific ones, but uh, there's security update 2019-001 for Sierra and High Sierra on the Mac mm-hmm. side. Right. And um, I'm getting some reports of problems uh, installing on Sierra. So that is the you know it is sort of the same code as what's in all these. Um, we haven't heard any problems on the Mac, uh, iOS, WatchOS, or TVOS sides, but uh, but for okay. Sierra, I've gotten a couple of a uh, couple of, of uh, people having issues. Oh, there's still people using Sierra out there. It's, uh, yeah, you know, well, but there, there's probably still people using Snow Leopard. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if anybody doesn't know, yeah, you have a business network that you uh, work with a lot of uh, a lot of business uh, folks, and you know sometimes they have to utilize older operating systems. So. Yep. Yep. So yeah. that, that's a good, good, good info to know. But it's going to get close. To, I don't know if they're going to have some challenges soon. Things are going to start not working anymore. So yeah. let's hope they upgrade soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, uh, the article that says, like you said, twenty-three security fixes. I'm not going to bore people with what they are. What they are, you could see 
that in the link they're, in the show notes. They're really, I mean, it's interesting that Apple goes into so much detail about the security fixes when yeah. almost no one knows what those mean. And it's almost yeah. always like arbitrary code execution. You know, it's like, okay, fine. You know, and uh, we've just given, we've just taken to just right. listing how many there are because it gives <laughs> a sense of how much Apple Apple work Apple is putting into right. improving the security of all the operating systems. But that said, yeah, for a standard user, there is absolutely nothing you can do about it. You don't care. All you know is it's more secure than it used to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, do you, do you, well, well, we'll ask you in a minute, but I'll, I'll, uh, there is an update uh, for HomePod. Um, and then, yeah. uh, I just updated my, my two HomePods uh, that, uh, it, that could have caused the HomePod to restart, which I did not experience, uh, as well as Siri stopped listening. Uh, mm. She still listens, trust me. <laughs> so uh, have any issues in there. And like you said, in watchOS, uh, it was just seven little blurbs. Very simple. Uh, the update went actually went actually went quicker than I expected, and then uh, TVOS. You know, we we always get bored with the uh, uh, the TVOS because there really isn't much to update there. Either, I mean, come so. on, there wasn't anything hardly new in TVOS 12.0 and all the updates. Come on, uh, just you know, it's been literally the smallest of tweaks. Yeah. So, and that that link to the, to the article on tidbits, of course, is on the show notes. Uh, so take a take a look at that uh, for any more details you're looking at. Um, uh, next uh, story was uh, I found interesting was uh, the search engine DuckDuckGo uh, is integrating with Apple Maps. Um, that was. Uh, that again, linking out the tidbits, our friend Josh Centers, who was just on the show a couple weeks ago, uh, he uh, wrote this story about uh, about the search engine DuckDuckGo is now using uh, the MapKit JS framework for its mapping data. I've found that to be very interesting. What did you think on this? Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, I mean, I love that DuckDuckGo exists, and I'm glad to see them using Apple technology. Um, but as we did have to mention, um, you know, DuckDuckGo is 0.18% uh, uh, of the global search market. So, you know, it's, you know, which still is a lot of people. Don't get me wrong. I don't know. I think it's 30 million people or something like that. But it's so, so small of a share. And, and. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I say I like DuckDuckGo. I like the idea of DuckDuckGo. I don't use it because the results aren't as good. Right. Simple as that. So, but it's nice to see them using um, Apple Maps. It's yeah. possible that Google Maps is uh, not working as well for them just because Google's all about collecting more data and yeah. Apple doesn't that's, care. And that's the thing. Yeah, the, like like quote an article, it's uh, 73% of Google's market share with, with search. I mean, how do you beat that? I mean, I mean yeah. It, it, it's an adjective. I mean, it's a it's a it's a verb. You say it's a, you're going to Google that. Yep. I mean, yep. we all Google things every day. And uh, yep, absolutely. How do, you, how do you resist it? But you know, like like you said, it looks it looks good that uh, at least Apple is is uh, accepting some of the other folks that are out there who are trying to to tap into that market. So, yeah. uh, other other article that caught my eye was uh, Apple Pay. I was I was kind of pleased to see this. Um, Apple Pay will now soon be working at Target. Taco Bell and more locations. Now it's going to be covering almost seventy four percent of top U.S. merchants. This was in nine to five Mac. Um, I I know Target uh, had had not had been kind of late to the game getting the uh, Apple Pay on, in their systems, um, but they are going to be finally have they will finally have it. The only thing they are not going to do is an, is not not allowed their red card to be part of Apple Pay because of their five percent discount. I, mm. I, that's the reason they gave, but. Uh, I think it's more so maybe they don't want to put it in there, uh, but it also mentions uh, Taco Bell. I mean, Jack in the Box, uh, Speedway, and other main big retailers going to use it. Uh, so there, 
it continues to increase. I mean, uh, how much do you use? I use Apple Pay a lot. Apple Pay all the time. Do you? I don't use it a ton, but that's actually because I live in a small town where not mm-hmm. all that many retailers accept True. it. <laughs> there you go. So uh, you know, there's I can I can use it at uh, a couple of grocery stores we go to fairly regularly. Sure. Um, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was also interesting that you know. Uh, uh, I talked about this on the other, another show. Uh, the, you know, the, I forgot the name of the company that, that was uh, working with CVS. I mean, they were trying to be the competitor to Apple, the Cur- Apple Pay. Oh, the currency. Uh, uh, currency. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, of course, well, Walmart still is in holdout and probably still will be. Uh, interesting to say that CVS uh, kind of gave in, and how yeah. Apple Pay is gladly accepted at uh, at, at your CVS pharmacy. Uh, so it, it, I think Apple will continue to 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 just excel in this market. Um, I mean, it, just like I've talked about with uh, other things, you know, services is going to be the big thing for Apple uh, going forward. So I think what's important to note with this kind of announcement is that it means that Apple Pay has become enough of a standard that all of these retailers basically say, "Yeah, we got to support it." It's not like they don't support other things too. Yeah, you know that Google Pay. And there's probably a few others. I, I haven't actually paid any attention at all to that market, <laughs> um, but there are others that are accepted, and and it's the same terminals. It's just they have to sign up with Apple. They have to do this, right. and what that says is there's enough demand that they feel it's worth it. And so, sure. you know, that's that's what's important because if Apple Pay was just kind of an also ran, um, you know, sort of like the Apple TV, for instance, then <laughs> no right. one would be bothering to uh, to 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 support it. And so, uh, you know, the more the you know, once we've hit that that kind of critical mass, then you know, everyone's going to eventually because right. it will just be not worth not doing it. Right, right. I mean, the thing that I was actually struck by, uh, my in-laws went to Europe, I went to England uh, last summer, and we had been actually to London in in the early summer, and we're just blown away by how great it was to be able to pay for all of the uh, transport for London, so London Tube and other Mm -hmm. other transit things, with Apple Pay from your iPhone. It was just absolutely fabulous. That's awesome. And, you know, and Apple Pay was taken in a lot of other places as well. And so we, we, we encourage them to do that, and they're in, they're in their early 70s. And hmm. it, it, you could tell they weren't really quite on board. You know, like they were going to yeah. believe us. They were going to do it because we were pushing a little hard. Um, and then when they came back, um, you know, particularly Tanya's mother's like, it was fabulous. It was so much better. <laughs> like, yes, you believe us now. Now you see. And, you know, and again, it's not, I mean, Apple Pay, yes, wonderful. But, you know, it's like just in general, not dealing with changing money when you when you travel, not dealing with credit cards that are or are not taken, that kind of stuff. It just gets mm-hmm. so much easier. And okay. so these kinds of payment technologies really are the future. And just the fact they're more secure and easier to use simultaneously is is the reason why they're going to exist and you, you hit you hit it right on there about making it easier i mean in most cases it's easy but um you know some of us uh, some of us like to go through the drive through and you know go through, through oh. a particular restaurant and try mm-hmm. to try to pay with apple pay especially mm-hmm. especially with your watch when you're reaching up with your <laughs> arm 
arm, <laughs> and then they're moving that terminal out to the uh, out, out close to you, and you're like, oh, is it gonna work? And then, especially if you have Vase ID, oh, you better put the passcode in. So th- I think they're still looking at some some different ways. I know. I think I heard Chick Fil A is, and I haven't seen it yet. I, the day we have, have those here, I'm not sure if you have those there. No. Uh, uh, they uh, they have uh, put out an actual arm that comes out and comes to your right to your car so you can use apple pay to make the purchase so yeah uh so it's 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 definitely it's definitely being accepted one of the things that i've been intrigued by and we saw this actually more in airports in fact was when they first started having the you know the scannable boarding passes so they could scan your phones um and then people started having having the apple watch that the just the ergonomics of getting your watch screen onto this this is still true in some of them um it's just impossible and so I think it's we'll, we'll, we we will see this all of the surrounding peripherals you know adapting to what people are doing over the next you know four or five years and just has to just takes time to replace all this stuff. I mean, you still you go to a hotel room and it's still amusing when they have Ethernet ports in there. It is, yeah, it is. But man, sometimes you got to be secure. Hey. You want to have wired connections, so yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, that that's Apple Pay. A uh, couple more stories that caught our eye uh, uh, is. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm going to go under the assumption you, you probably don't use Microsoft Edge as your browser of choice <laughs> on iOS because I don't think too many people no, do. No, I really don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm a kind of like, a, I've done pa- past episodes talking about browsers, so the alternate browsers that are available uh, for iOS. And there's a lot, there are some cool ones, um, that, of course, as well as the big ones like Firefox and Chrome and, uh, and Edge. But uh, Microsoft, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see what they're doing with this browser because it, it, it it is it does feel a lot more secure, and they've what they've done is they've in this article this is on uh, Mac rumors um, t- talking about that they've added the NewsGuard to the Edge browser for iOS that warns uh, users of untrustworthy sites. Um, and you know sometimes when you browse you know, you, you you get kind of you get con- concerned about that. Uh, the big key big um, mention in the article was the Guardian had reported that uh, Edge Mobile was now warning people of the Daily Mail's the website that it was. Failing at basic standards of accuracy and accountability. <laughs> yes, I, I read that. I said that that is kind of funny because you know how they are in the UK and they battle between their two papers, right? I do. Uh, I don't use Microsoft Edge at all, certainly, but right, uh, but I um, I did do have did install the NewsGuard uh, Chrome extension. Oh, okay. And um, and I'm kind of curious. It hasn't it hasn't told me anything interesting particularly yet, but uh, I'm. I have to say, I, I, I do think that um, sometimes, although I do a vast amount of, of browsing, my world is really the tech world. Sure. And it's unusual that I would be apparently going to places where, you know, dodgy stuff happens. Sure. Uh, partly because, you know, like I hear about people, you know, having trouble with malware and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm on my computer all day, every day, right. and I've never gotten these kinds of malware things or you know, you know, dodgy sites where you know you really got to worry about things going on. So um, I have a feeling I, I live in a, a, a sort of a weird bubble um, because <laughs> of uh, focusing so much of my usage into into the you know, the yeah. Apple the Apple space. Sure. So that, that and uh, that that's about we can say much about the Edge browser. Um, <laughs> uh, of point two, I was I wasn't going to mention it, but it, it is kind of it's kind of a Mac thing. But uh, I was. 
pretty surprised but happy about the uh, the announcement that uh, and uh, that Microsoft Office is now available in the Mac App Store. Um, yeah, the the big win there I see is uh, as I saw someone comment on this is you don't have to put up with the Microsoft Auto Update app, which is always kind yeah, of annoying. <laughs> it, it is. I may I may switch over switch over because uh, just because of that reason because the uh, I mean I, I go into the Insider builds so so on that stuff but uh, mm. uh, but. Uh, it's good to see because well they've obviously had the apps on the iOS for quite a long time, um, but now it's good to see that the um, the only reason I brought that up is because uh, you know, this article with Microsoft, Microsoft's really really accepting iOS. I mean we talked about the article uh, in the last episode I did uh, about the the, my, the Windows Mobile phone finally going away and dying, and uh, <laughs> the first thing they said is well you should upgrade to iOS to, to get your iPhone. So uh, but Microsoft has been very very accepting to. To Apple and iOS, which is which is a uh, which is nice, nice to see. So, last article we'll talk about real briefly, and I say now you know you're not big on betas, but uh, I like I always like to talk about the betas to kind of um, kind of tell people about is uh, that uh, iOS 12.2 uh, is coming out uh, very soon here, and uh, looks like I linked the wrong link here <laughs> for <laughs> iOS 12.2, uh, and uh, it let me let me grab this here. Uh, what happened here? I'm going to pull this up. There it is. What's well, new in iOS 12.2 beta? Um, so uh, they released the first developer beta. Of course, we that keyword developer. And they said, you know, we're not much of developers here, but uh, we like to sometimes like to dabble. I like to dabble in the beta, but, uh, and I've always warned everybody on this show is uh, if, if, unless you have a spare device, don't do it on your primary device, please. Uh, but it uh, looks like some of the things that they've added includes... Uh, New screen mirroring icon in the control center, full screen Apple TV remote uh, control center interface, a bunch of other stuff. It's in the article. I'll, I'll fix that link in our show notes. Uh, uh, but uh, it looks like they are doing some more updates, and it looks like it's a, a it is a pretty big uh, big update with some noteworthy features. Uh, again, you, you're not much into the betas. You like to just wait when it finally comes out. Yeah, I, I find that it's one of those things where you can put a lot of effort into something that you don't even know whether or not it's going to be representative. Mm-hmm. You don't know when it's going to happen. And all it's going to be likely to do for most people is make trouble for you. So, you know, I mean, I, I installed the betas of a major operating system, you know, in, in you know, June, July, when those come out each year right. um, on secondary machines. But uh, it is definitely one of those things where you can spend a lot of time fighting with nonsense when you're running <laughs> running betas if you're trying to get yeah. your work done. Yeah, so yeah, much also to talk, talk, that's much else we could talk about with that, uh, but uh, yeah, it uh, it'll continue to evolve here. I would anticipate that I would think Apple will have a, probably at least four or five uh, beta releases on it before uh, maybe more. Sometimes they've had ten in some cases until uh, it's finally released. But then when it is, we'll we'll definitely cover it here and talk about it. Um, so that's the news we're going to go cover this week. And like I said, I mentioned every time I have a brand new guest to my to my show here is um, I always like to ask and find out what iOS devices the, our guest has. And Adam, I know you are loaded up with iOS <laughs> devices. So, so first off, are, I, are we I talking you, current ones or like anything you've got? So so far, I, I assume you have an iPhone, right? 
I am currently using an iPhone 10. Yes, uh, okay, I did not upgrade to the the the, the 10s or 10s Max or 10R. Yep. Um, that was actually the first time um, we yeah. haven't done that. Uh, I, think, I think I remember you and I talking about this when we were at the Jamf user nation yeah. conference. Stuff. <laughs> it was it, it was just one of those things where uh, usually what happened was is that Tanya and I would alternate years. And that, that worked out well back in the days of the two-year contracts. <laughs> and then we kept it up even after that because, you know, well, stuff, stuff, stuff changed. And so uh, the problem was that the, uh, the new iPhones are larger. And Tanya refuses to sure. buy a larger phone. Okay. Yeah, she she's already... That- Success. She has a success. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She took she took pity on our son Tristan and and allowed him to take my seven when I upgraded. So she she didn't normally it was kind of a hand me down. He got the the worst one, but there was yeah. the he had the six and the battery was dying horribly on that, and so we gave him the seven and then got the battery replaced on the six. Got the battery replaced on our success. I think there's something just to segue briefly here. I think there's something dodgy about the batteries that got replaced in those success, like in those six and success, because time is having troubles with it shutting down again, you know, with it starting mm-hmm. shutting down again mm-hmm. and the battery's less than a year old. Since they replaced it, right? And since they replaced it. And same thing, um, one of her cousins had a, had a similar problem and, and uh, you know, it doesn't make sense to me that that a less than year old battery should have these kinds of issues. So I wonder if they were not a hundred percent. No, it's hard hard to say. But of course, Apple had to make sure they uh, mentioned during uh, earnings calls that uh, that they they had to pay out over eleven million dollars worth of battery replacements. I mean, yeah, oh, there's no question it was a it was a big deal. But it was. So, uh, so that I found that a little interesting. So, and I, I don't even know what the the stack of iPhones that we have in the closet is completely. <laughs> we don't get rid of iPhones Just because you need them for testing. You, you know, true. and at, and at some point, actually, you need them for testing for a year or so, and then at the point when they're not useful for testing, they're usually broken. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, just not have no value whatsoever. I can imagine how many Macs you have the same way. <laughs> yeah, actually, many fewer Macs, in fact, because yeah. they last longer. That is true. So, you That's know, true. this is, I'm running on a 2014 27-inch iMac right now. Okay. And great machine, bought it, you know, right after the Retina um, iMacs right. came out. And, and so, but that, so I've now, it's now a five-year-old machine. You know, I was kind of thinking about that recently going, hmm, maybe I'm, in, maybe I'm due for a new one in my, in my, my laptop's uh, 2012 MacBook Air. So, so I do have a lot of old Macs, but, many, you know, many fewer. Okay, so let's see. So that's uh, so on iPhone. And, and, I, and I know you have an iPad because I've seen I've, it firsthand. I have a 10.5-inch iPad Pro, and I do like that at conferences. Um, yeah. Don't actually do very much on it most of the time. No. I have... Okay. At various times, I have tried to get my work done on it, and I can, but just nowhere near as effectively as a 27-inch iMac with a 27-inch Thunderbolt display sitting next to it. It's just not as productive. You can't be. You know, I can see so much more on a yeah. pair of 27-inch screens. And the keyboard, actually, I think the keyboard on the, on the iMac, uh, on the iPad Pro is very good. I'm actually I'm surprisingly yeah. impressed with it. Um, but it's still not a full-size mechanical keyboard, and et cetera, et cetera. So um, I think the real, the real key, though, is though the, um, the software just isn't good enough. So we do a lot of work in Google Docs because right. we're doing a lot of collaborative editing. And yeah. the Google Docs app and on, the iP- on the iPad just isn't very good. Hmm. You know, simple as that. And uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't work as well as, as, as the Google Docs in a web browser on a Mac. 
So, um, I, you know, I'm not, I don't regret having bought it. I, I like no, it. Uh, I use it for when I'm sick and watch Netflix on and, you know, sure. things like that. Um, but it has not changed my life. And similarly, like I have an Apple pencil because I wanted to see what it was like. I can't remember the last time I used it, you know, year ago, maybe more year and a half ago. Um, so that said, we also, let's see, I think we have an iPad Air 2. Yeah. Um, we have a third generation iPad, um, a, an iPad 2, and a, an original iPad. The original iPad wow. actually is still being used. No We've got it mounted in the kitchen, and all it does is load the uh, dashboard page for our solar panels. No kidding. Which it can barely do. Yeah, I was going to say, iOS <laughs> but, 5. But that is about the one thing it can do still. That's great. Hey, you, you definitely got your money's worth out of that. Oh, that yeah. One. Oh, yeah. Was, uh, nine years ago now. Yeah. So uh, I'm currently using an Apple Watch 2. Tanya has a 3. Tristan has one of our uh, original ones. Uh, another original one, the batteries finally died. Um. And we never did. We didn't get a four. Nope. The, the features, impressive as they are, are simply not compelling for us. Um, we don't worry about heart issues. We don't sure. worry about f- the kinds of falls that it would help for. I mean, we fall all the time because we were trail runners. Right. But you know, we don't want it calling emergency services. <laughs> that would no. be terrible. And we're like, yeah, I fell. Get off. You know, annoy. Stop annoying me. Um, and um, but uh, you know, as at some point when uh, two or the Apple Watch two or three dies, um, I'm sure we'll upgrade to whatever. As I, I do do like the Apple Watch, even though I mostly use it for just the basic built-in stuff, you know, messages and all the various you know stuff you can put on the utility screen. Um, Apple TV four, but not a uh, not a 4K. No, 4K. no point in the 4K whatsoever. Don't, uh, 4K TV. <laughs> We don't have a 4K TV, yes, and and we don't actually really watch that. I mean, we we watch Netflix and Amazon Prime, but we don't really watch movies, and I don't even think most of the TV we watch would be available in 4K. So, there's been no no incentive in there. We have both. We have two HomePods. Uh, we got oh, you know, got, okay, got one originally, and then um, <laughs> I discovered that I think it was United actually. You could turn in frequent fire miles mm-hmm. for a HomePod, and I'm like, well, that's a good deal because. You know, frequent flyer tickets never work out for me. So, oh, yeah, yeah, this was, never use them. So, yeah, precisely. That was a good deal. Um, I will say, I'm actually having a truly inexplicable problem with with my HomePods right now. Okay, cannot turn on personal requests on either one of them. Interesting. When I go to the, that screen in the Home app, mm-hmm. the Home app, I have to say, terrible app, horrible app. Um, yeah, very the Home kits and- very confusing app. But mm-hmm. I, I go in there, you know, I go to con- or the settings for the HomePod. I tap the, you know, enable personal requests, and it takes me to a blank screen. I hmm. have no idea. And then one of the two HomePods, I cannot, uh, all the, like, the settings, um, I tap the, the green, you know, the, the green on-off toggle, and it, like, goes off and comes back on, off and on. I mean, like, I can't change it. And on neither of them can I change the voice. So there's something going on here, and I haven't signed out of iCloud yet, which is just because that's a royal pain. Oh, yeah. uh, that's kind of my next troubleshooting thing. But I've, you know, I've restarted the HomePods, I've unpaired them, I've repaired them, I've restarted yeah. the phone, all those things. And I mean, I'm currently, you know, I I've currently had gotten no, uh, no luck on anything changing on these at all. Interesting. And you, uh, and you, ran, and you ran the, just the update we just talked about. 
Um, I actually don't know if I can, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I was like, a lot of things aren't working when I try to do it. So, I mean, I, I haven't, uh, um, like I don't think, yeah, I don't think it was actually letting me now that I think about it. Cause I was, I was, I was, as I've been fighting with the last couple of days in particular, because I'm just annoyed that it won't let me enable personal requests. I mean, they, and they were enabled, right? You know, of course they were enabled. And then at some point I asked it to do something and the HomePod says, you know, sorry, you've got to enable personal requests. I'm like, what do you mean? There, you know, and I go and look and oh, right, they're turned off. Why would they be turned off? And uh, so, yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll get to call Apple support. That's always amusing. Come on, that bad. Did you actually did you actually pair them together? Or do, um, do you have I have not. I have. I, I paired them briefly when we first got it to sort of prove that it could be done and to you know sort of know what it was like. But they're meant for other separate rooms. So gotcha. Yeah. That, yeah. For, for me, I uh, uh, to, I'm sure everybody knows, but I'd rather I could tell you again as well. <laughs> uh, is um, my first one. I had uh, gift cards. The, the wife uh, gave me. It was generous enough for she's a teacher, so she. Uh, she was generous and gave me all her gift cards she got from, uh, from Christmas. So uh-huh. I went and bought it. So it cost me $80 for the first one. So you do and give that, apples to the teacher still. Sorry. I do. We do. <laughs> In gift cards. <laughs> uh, and then uh, over this past Christmas holiday, you know, the prices were just cut, dropping down dramatically. Uh, so I picked uh, one at Target. Uh, ironically, I think they were, <clears throat> excuse me, they were selling it for uh, $249. So mm-hmm. if you combine the two, I paid two for one. <laughs> Yeah. what I paid for so I'm so I'm happy I do have them in my office so I did I did pair them um, one thing I will tell you I and mean, it's not iOS related but it, it I don't still don't know why it isn't the case is it you cannot play paired speakers from your Mac so if you go and try to you know hmm. look for the paired speakers as, as a sound source um, it says left or right or however you have them named so interesting. Uh, so for some reason they they don't have that option. Yeah, if I'm looking in my sound in my sound right now, and yeah, I have it uh, labeled as right and left, and that's all you see, not not pair. Um, yeah. Everything else, perfect. I mean, if you want to uh, iPhone, iPad, uh, whatever you want to do, uh, it'll it'll play it no problem. Of course, and it plays when you ask her to uh, play things for you. So. Yeah, but. I do find the HomePod interesting because uh, I, I quite like it. In fact, because all I want to do is play music. I really don't want to do anything else. I find the whole bar trivia questions yeah. uh, just completely pointless. You know, that one, none of the assistants, Google or Amazon or whatever, ever answer my 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 questions correctly so that I've, I've just been trained out of it. You know, yeah. I mean, I had a Google Home. Um, I've, you know, I've tried Amazon Echoes at other people's houses. Uh, and, and if you only knew with me, <laughs> I have it all. <laughs> yeah. And I was sort of like, you know, I was like, well, what's the point? I don't have these questions. My, they don't come up in my life. Sure. And every time I do try to ask even Siri any of these questions, the answers aren't something that they can be read to me. You know, yeah. I need to read it. I need to, I need to look at it. You know, it is a complicated answer. So I've been... I I remain slightly befuddled at what people actually use them for. My suspicion is is that that's very very specific, you know, weather report stuff. Which I would always look in dark sky on the mat on my iPhone because sure. I can actually see what's going to happen rather than try to parse out what it's going to tell me in you know in voice, which isn't going to be as useful. So yeah, yeah I, I I find some find them all somewhat somewhat uh, inscrutable in that regard. Yeah. So well. Uh 
I'm going to put that out in our show notes that you are not having you having problems with personal requests, and who knows, <laughs> I might get some feedback. Yeah, from, from anyone our, knows, from let listeners. me know. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm all ears. So I'll, 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 I'll put out a put out a lifeline there. See if anybody can go from our listeners uh, could answer that question for you. Um, let's move on. Another topic I wanted to talk about was uh, it was an article that caught my eye um, <laughs> that you wrote actually uh, a couple of weeks ago, and. Uh, is your iPhone is your iPhone calling other countries? And uh, and I guess you, we just talked about this not too long ago with your mom and them, them being out uh, out in a different uh, locale other than the United States. And uh, you know, why don't you just kind of tell us about well, uh, so this what was, was just, going on with us? This was just truly fascinating. So yeah. we got together with my parents um, as we do. My parents live about. 10 miles away, 15 miles away. So we see them frequently. Sure, and sure. and so, um, you know, pretty much every time I see them, they've got a question about the iPhone or the Mac or something. And my mother's like, oh, <laughs> can you tell me? I can't, I can't dial you. I mean, I can't call your father's iPhone. <laughs> every time I do, well, the first time I did, I actually, like, called the Netherlands. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, okay. And then every subsequent time, she'd get this message from Verizon, which said, your calling plan does not have long distance or international calling on it. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's just truly strange. Mm-hmm. And, and, and she said, but if I dial the number manually, it works fine. I'm like, oh, this is okay. This is just too weird. And so I'm poking around. And, and I notice that in her, whenever I see a phone number, you know, like in the phone app or the contacts app, it's not formatted right. You know, mine were formatted with, you know, parentheses around the area code and a dash between the exchange and the, and the last four digits and things like that. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. And so just on a hunch, I went and looked at the region code. I'm like, what, where, where did her iPhone believe it was in the world? And because you can change that, you can say, "Oh, I'm in you know, Ecuador or whatever," right. and uh, and so it was set to the U.S. Mm-hmm. But just on a hunch, because oh, let's face it, that's how we do troubleshooting. <laughs> I change it to Uruguay or whatever, you know, whatever the next option was, and then back. And suddenly, all the formatting came back properly on the, all the all the numbers. And tapping the favorites for you know anyone who she was having troubles with started working again. So. It was just really strange. And what it seemed that this, you know, sort of the region information within iOS had gotten corrupted yeah. internally because it was set correctly. Right. And when it got corrupted, it started interpreting different portions of the phone number as country codes. Hmm. So, um, you know, my number is six or 607. Actually, all of our numbers because 607 is the local sure. area code. And so... Um, um, mom was uh, you know, she was showing me that one of the calls that we had made to my phone when we were testing you know was showing up in the call history as having gone to someone in Malaysia because Malaysia is plus six zero and um, I'm just looking this up I didn't of Netherlands I wonder if that's uh, one six nope three one okay huh I don't I wonder how I wonder how the Netherlands got into the three one for her um, but uh, it was just it was one of those things where it was it was a you know I thought oh this is too weird of a problem no one's ever going to have this but I'm going to write it up just in case I've already gotten two comments from other people on the article saying that they had seen something very similar and you know tidbits is fairly well read but it's not like you know we're not MacWorld or you know the New York Times or something. So um, the fact that I got two comments that quickly from readers says to me that this is actually probably a little more common than I had thought. 
you got a lot of comments actually. I look at your, at your yeah. poster. So. Yeah, yeah. So uh, is that is one of those things where, you know, you just get the word out, and sometimes people are like, oh, I've seen that, you know. So that's what that's what we wanted to do is just kind of, you kind of tell us about this because this is kind of a tip if if this yeah. something like this happens on your phone if you. You for some reason are getting this issue. Change the region to another country, and then change it back. And, and you know, we talk this about this sort of those of us who do support. And I talk with a lot of Apple consultants uh, right. for various reasons. And 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 you and it's like a lot of the old problems have gone away. Like we don't rebuild desktops anymore. We don't right. zap the PRAM hardly at all. Um, but boy, the things we do have to fix nowadays are just freaky. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially iOS. I mean, it just it just. You just start finding how how crazy. Yeah, uh, and and you can't do very much. So you I mean you're limited to a lot of restarting and you know that kind of stuff. So this was actually unusual. I mean, because mom had actually done that. She'd restarted the phone, figuring, oh, maybe that'll fix it. Nope, that didn't fix it. So yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, let's uh, let's move on. My other our other topic I kind of caught out my eye and wanted to talk about was uh, the ten must-have apps for your new Apple Watch. Well, it's maybe it's new, maybe it's old, um, but I I thought. Uh, Let's kind of run through some of these apps. I don't know. You mentioned before the show, you don't have probably any of these apps on your on your watch, but uh, uh, nope. Looks like I don't have a single one. Okay. <laughs> so this whole like kinda... must have concept, I'm not quite so sure sure of that. But <laughs> well, first thing you probably don't, and I don't, I I actually don't do this either. So here's one I don't have is the is the auto sleep, uh, and then there's all the sleep uh, apps that are out there to monitor your sleep. First off, I don't wear my watch on my wrist when I'm sleeping. I put it that would my prevent me from sleeping. <laughs> yeah, because it'll probably be buzzing me uh, all the time here. Um, but the, one of the first apps that they they, they list is Auto Sleep, um, and it's and it even says it in the article. It says uh, yeah, uh, it's missing from the Apple Watch is automatic sleep tracking. I, I don't know <laughs> if I necessarily want to monitor my sleep tracking, but if it, like two ninety nine, maybe I might check it out, see what it does. You yeah. know. I, I figure that, you know, for most people, if you're asleep, that's good, right? You know, what more tracking do you need? <laughs> it's not like I, if you're not asleep, you know you're not asleep and you can presumably hopefully do something about it. I mean, yeah. the answer from sleep experts is if you're having trouble you know, being asleep, you should go and read a paper book, not a phone or something like that right. for 20 minutes, and then you should go back to sleep. You know, that's... There is a science <laughs> behind this, and, and using tracking stuff, I don't know how that plays in in a useful way at all. Yeah, yeah. No, and you know, how I go to sleep, but I, I mean, I keep technology. I've got, I've got a, a clock radio stand that, that does cheat charging of my, my phone, so my phone stands upright, so I get to see it and touch it. Of course, it has to be on my bedside. That's just me. But I have one of those uh, sleep masks that has a built-in Bluetooth speakers. So yeah. I turn that on and listen. And, of course, I fall asleep within five minutes. And then <laughs> it's, it's done its job. It's got me to sleep. So, so I, I check it out. Auto sleep is, uh, it might, not, might not be a bad thing to, to <laughs> check out for three bucks. What the heck. This next app, I think, I, I don't know if you use it on your iPhone. Um, Carrot Weather is one of, the, <laughs> one of the best weather apps out there, I think. Um, it's a little pricey, but uh, for what it does, it's... It, it is really a robust uh, app. Have you used that before? I have not. Josh Centers, like said, I pretty much stick yeah. with Dark Sky. Uh, my I think Dark Sky's on here too. We'll, we'll talk in a minute. Yeah, Dark Sky does. I, I'm a runner, uh, right. and so I 
I'm outside a lot and I care fairly deeply about sure, sure. Uh, hyper local weather and and hourly stuff. So I mean I, I don't need my app to be snarky. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really care that it's snarky. It doesn't really it doesn't bother me. But it I, I more care about it telling me the right weather and Dark Sky does that well. So I don't I don't actually look at it on the watch either um, because okay. it's just one of those things where the phone's with me too and I don't, I don't see any need to use a screen I can barely read. So yeah, check that out. Carrot Weather is like four ninety nine, and it's got in app purchases for subscriptions and such. Uh, it's got the iOS app is awesome. I mean, I, I really like it, and it's one of, one of the one of the uh, better weather apps out there. Um, everybody probably knows this app because it's been around forever. Uh, Shazam, uh, Shazam was uh, probably one of the first apps I probably ever installed on my iPhone when I first got it. Um, and of course, Apple not too long ago purchased Shazam, so it's part of uh, part of their portfolio. Uh, for unless you've lived on a rock, if you don't know what Shazam does, <laughs> is it 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 does uh, let you listen to music and tells you what the name of the song and the artist is. Uh, but now they've got it on the Apple Watch. Now you don't have to pull out your uh, your phone. You can now do a listen with uh, identifying music just by tapping, listening, and uh, it's free. Which is just, I'm I'm still amazed that Apple hasn't monetized this yet. <laughs> Well, what they've basically done, in my understanding, is built into Siri. That's why I don't really use Shazam, is that you can usually use Siri to do exactly the same thing. So I haven't tried it on the watch again because usually it's just not, not easier to do it, not easier on the watch, but uh, but it certainly Siri does do that on the phone. So Yeah. Um, other app mentioned is PCAL. Calc, uh, and that that's a that's 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 been one of the greatest uh, calculator apps out there like forever, and they have a Pcalc Lite version for the watch. Um, I don't know if you want to be typing your little finger buttons to try to calculate. I, I'm just having watch, flashbacks to high school. Yeah. Keep in mind, for me, high school was you know like watch. 1980, <laughs> um, and I had one of those little calculator watches, you the know, Casio. with the tiny little rubber buttons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you couldn't wear it in math class, so yeah, that's not. But James Thompson does great stuff, and PCALC's a good app. So oh, yeah. PCALC's a great app, um, and, and it uh, it does cost ten bucks. But if you want to add just a simple calculator to your wrist, they they have the light version of this, and that's free. Um, and I will admit, actually, one of the reasons why I, I again don't use this um, is that Siri is actually a really better way to do uh, calculations. Yeah. You just say, you know, you know, theory, what is 3 plus 5 plus 9 divided by 17 and a half? Yeah. And poof, you get the answer. And it's just so much easier than tapping it out. Now, uh, this next app, you have to be a sports fan to really like this one, which I am. I'm not sure if you follow uh, sports that closely, but uh, the I score. I do, but they never, ever have masters running. So I don't, you know, <laughs> okay. they don't have real sports, the ones you actually, I actually participate in. Yeah, running, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Like cross country and track. Cross country and track. And <laughs> marathons, ultra uh, marathons. The big four, football, baseball, hockey, <laughs> uh, uh, basketball. Uh, but if you are a sports fan, this what this is, a, I have used this app before. It's it, it's a. Uh, Gives you some in-game action plays, and it gives the score updates, and it's right in your watch, which is pretty awesome. Um, and that's free, which is great. Um, have you used Things? Things is a- I've looked at Things over the years. Um, I and find that I just end up sticking with reminders. Um, again, used almost entirely via Siri um, to make reminders. I never actually look at them on the on the watch um, or much on the iPhone. I, it's more that I want I want the reminders app to alert me of something in the future. Yeah. yeah. So, but so I invoke it via Siri. But and I believe that things. I don't know about the watch, but I believe that things does have Siri integration on the phone, which is actually mm-hmm. kind of cool. It is. 
And this is, and then people say, and he wrote an article here, is it seems crazy to pay 10 bucks for a task manager app, but uh, he seems to think it changes his, changes his life. <laughs> so, uh, I, I've tried things. I mean, I think it's a, it's a great app. Um, it's uh, Didn't change your life? It didn't change my life. So, you know, we do have to ask what his life was like before. Yeah. But so, I mean, there is, there is that possibility that, like, he actually completely forgot to get haircuts, buy flowers, and prepare for team meetings before this. Jason so, he'd Cross. show up at his team meeting with long hair and no flowers. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. and life just sucked. So, you know, you got you to gotta keep this in context. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's all everybody which could say about things. Uh <laughs> It really depends on the, how you uh, are looking to keep things as far as task, uh, task your task manager uh, of choice. And uh, like I agree with you that the reminders have been just more than sufficient for me. Um, this next app I really like, and I actually bought it, and uh, I really I think it's prior how useful it is. It's called Just Press Record. I don't know if you've gotten to this oh, app or not, but no, uh, it's uh, I I did have I do have this app on my. Uh, on my iPhone, and then and it's also available on the watch. I, and actually, when I um, when I presented at MacStock uh, this past, in 2018, I did do a presentation on this and showing how you know how your Apple Watch can and can be uh, some ways of doing things that you don't need your iPhone or for or your Mac for that matter. So being able to record something real quick and, and I know voice memos is always there too, but this this is this this app's on the watch. I might have to take a look at this one. I mean, I, yeah. It's not often that I need to record things, and I do use voice memos very infrequently when I do that. Sure. But I do find voice memos a little funky, frankly, and I kind of like the idea that it'll transcribe the speech to text as well. Speech to text is another big thing. Yep. And you know, for, that for five bucks, I mean, it's right uh, for five bucks. There's times when it would just be worth it to just do that. You know, just to just to get some notes on on and print rather than to listen through it. Exactly, um, and then the the couple other apps I had here, City Mapper, uh, which is an, a, a great transit app. Uh, mm. I've used it yep. before. I mean, I don't. You're a smaller town, so I don't know how transit is by you, but yeah, yeah. not so much around here. But I have used City Mapper when I've gone to New York, not on the watch, yeah. but uh, but it's just as a useful app. Yeah, Chicago, another big city where I live, is uh, very helpful with this stuff. So on the Apple Watch, it even gives you better. With you can glance it right on your wrist, where to go on your wrist, where to go next. So, um, iHeartRadio, I've not been a huge fan of that of that service, uh, but it's basically if you want to listen to your FM or AM radio on your phone or watch, <laughs> watch it's a great place to start. I don't think there's really much else I could say. They do they do have a free. It's free, but of course they want you to pay for the premium service. So. How much else you could say about that? And then the last one is a night sky. Have you used that on your iPhone before? I I know of it, but uh, but I haven't used it. I, my my problem is that my eyes are fairly bad, so yeah. um, you know stars just look like little white specks to me. Yeah. Um, but and night sky is is uh, if you ever looked up on what what star or planet is up there, I've, I've used it. it. It's it's pretty amazing how it knows. Yeah, but can dipper, it, little dipper, can it identify the ones that are moving fast? You know, and you're trying to like, yeah. what's that one? This you know, the unidentified yeah. ones. True, of course. It, 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 it does uh, give you a bit of a sky chart, so it's uh, it is pretty cool. Um, it is free, and it does have an app and, and app purchases as well. So that, that was kind of the roundup of, of some Apple Watch apps that I thought uh, this was a great article I, that we you know, we sourced. So uh, uh, take a look at that, and uh, I think we have some good reviews of that stuff. So um, 
let's move on to our epics. And uh, you um, have uh, picked Libby. And uh, we've talked about <laughs> Libby before. Libby's a great app. And, and if anybody doesn't know what Libby is, it's it's a for the public library. We've talked about Overdrive. Overdrive is it's part of their system. Um, we've got it here in Chicago. You've got it in New York. It's in New York, and it's you know a lot of great things as far most as audiobooks. Most public libraries, yeah. Most yeah, most libraries are, are jumping on this now. So, go ahead and tell people a little bit about Libby. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, I I feel that Libby is a perfectly functional book reading app and audiobook app. I mean, there's it's one of those things where. I, I almost don't want to praise it too much because it just works, and I don't have to fight with it. And 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 that should be the way things are. Um, but so many other ebook apps or audiobook apps that I've tried over the years um, are just fussy in some way. You just yeah. can't do stuff in them. And so you know, I, I don't love Libby from the standpoint of wow, it's the best app ever. I love <laughs> Libby because I don't it's have free. to think about it. It just works, and and it gives me access to vast amounts of of, of books through the New York Public Library for me. Um, People may not realize is that a lot of the time, if you just live in a state, you can get access to like the major library systems in your state because you pay state taxes. And so I don't live in New York City. There's no New York Public Library branches in Ithaca. We're five hours away. (laughs) But just because I pay state taxes, I can get on New York Public Library card and get stuff out. Um, actually, I didn't mention this. I can I can well, put it in. There's another app, uh, yeah, library app called Hoopla, H O O P L A, and you know that too. And and uh, that works with our local public library system. And uh, what I like about Hoopla, this is actually another use for the the iPad, is that Hoopla has a great collection of comics. And you know, I liked comics when I was in high school. <laughs> And it's a nice way to be able to, you know, read some comics without, you know, uh, much as I hate to say it, without paying for them because I read way too quickly. Mm. And I'm just like not going to buy that, not going to buy comics because <laughs> it takes me 10 minutes to read one. So, you know, it's just not worth it. But uh, but if the library is uh, is buying them and making them available via Hoopla, I feel feel good about it and I can do that. So that's been uh, that's been another nice one from the the library approach and the ebook approach. Yeah. Um, one thing I will also say about Libby, um, I, I assume it works on the iPad. I don't use it on the iPad hardly at all. Mm-hmm. And the reason is is that there's actually plenty of research into um, vision perception and how, how our human eyes work and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we don't do well with long line lengths that, in fact, the human eye, we tend to jump over words and kind of fill them in. And that's part of why newspapers have such short column widths. And so I actually do all my reading on the iPhone pretty much because by definition, you get a short column width. It actually makes a very, very good reading environment um, to, to have it be forcing you into this, into this short column width. And of course, it's easy to, easy to read, you know, easy to hold and all of that. Um, right. my, my only problem is, is that being in my early 50s, um, if I'm not wearing the right set of glasses or whatever, um, I can't see the damn screen. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I'm with maddening. <laughs> um, you know, when I take out my contacts or I'm not wearing glasses at night, you know, I can see perfectly at four inches away from my my face, and and that's great. Um, but uh, but boy, if I have stuff in, then then the iPhone can be can be a little bit of a pain to read. So that's my my biggest uh, biggest complaint there. I hear you. 
Um, and then uh, the other app you had was the Eero app, and I know Eero is uh, is a great um, uh, Wi-Fi mesh networking system, and uh, I looked at the app, and I've been I, I tell you I've been very tempted to look at look at mesh networking. I've been using um, I have a Nighthawk router now, and uh, I did dabble in the Netgear uh, Orbi, and I was not I was disappointed with Orbi. Honestly, mm. I, retur- I returned it. So yeah, uh, but uh, but what 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 what's what your your thoughts are on this Eero and Eero? So so yeah, the Eero's uh, we had we had an Airport Extreme and a couple of Airport Expresses um, to distribute Wi-Fi around the house, yeah, and and it worked. Um, it was fussy. You periodically had to reboot them, and right. you know, and and for no apparent reason, right? You know, there was no reason why you could see that you were going to have to reboot it. Um, and at some point, I started having more and more problems, uh, and so I decided that you know probably this was you know and by this point, Apple had officially announced the airports were dead. So like, okay, I'm going to pull the trigger and, and get Eero. And and you're right. There's Orbeez. There's Velop. Uh, Amplify. There's <laughs> All these different different ones, but uh, we went to Mac Tech and Dave Hamilton of Mac Observer yep. did a very nice presentation on mm. um, on the mesh networking, which cleared up some some confusions I'd had and yep. uh, and you know and basically helped me confirm that I, the Eero was the one I wanted to get. One of the big things for us is I do have Ethernet that I can attach to both of them. I have two two Eero uh, base stations that I'm not using the little pods. Okay. And so um, Ethernet backhaul was a nice thing. And, you know, and I... Th- but it was Orbi. One of them, I think it was Orbi, had, you know, like, people either loved it or they had really weird problems. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I don't... Maybe only 5% of the people have really weird problems. I don't want to be one of them. <laughs> right. So, uh, so they've, I, I've been very impressed with the, with the Eero. You know, the performance has been great. Turns out it didn't solve my problems because the problems were, in fact, to a squirrel having chewed through my cable. Um, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that was unrelated. Um, but uh, but the Euros have performed brilliantly since then as well. And you know, coming from the Apple Airport utility, which you know it worked, but it wasn't very good. No. It wasn't. Um, and so the Euro app, you know, you open it up. There's right at the top. It says in green text, everything looks good. Okay then, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. You know, then there's a button that says, you know, you've got 20 connected devices. It shows you the the the, the, the sort of the top three ones right below that. You know, it shows me which what my euros are. Um, and then at the very bottom, it, it shows me the last uh, speed test is done on my internet mm-hmm. connection. So you know, it's only I have 117 megabits down and 12 up, and I can you know I can do a speed test anytime I want, and it, it logs those so I can actually just go in and see you know well it looks like you know for the most part it's been fine. Oh, it looks on January 21st it was a little lower, you know, um, but. I'm just, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm just impressed. And I, I like the fact that it tells me what's connected and it lets me even name these things. Because a lot of times these devices don't have useful names. And so, you, and, and or we've got several of them. Like we've got two HomePods. Well, I might care which one I'm, you know, kicking <laughs> yes. off a network at some point. Right. So, uh, so it's just, it's just, it's just a very well done app. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the screenshots. It looks, uh, looks. Uh, it's, it's clean. Very it's clean, yeah. well designed, and it just works really well. You know, it, it fits very well with sort of the Eero's physical design, and frankly, the ease of setup. You know, made a lot of sense. Um, the other app that uh, that I, I mentioned is sort of in the same boat. Actually, it's an app that enables hardware to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, the wireless tag app. Um, these things are little sensors. 
that you know I have a temperature one in the um, in the freezers, actually two in, the, in each of the the fridge freezer. We have an outside freezer, and then one in the garage. And the uh, all they do is talk to their they have a little little hub thing that they talk to. It's totally proprietary. Doesn't work with HomeKit. Um, I've talked to the company about that, and they say, yeah, it's just too much trouble. Apple's going to charge charge way too much money for this. But um, but these things are brilliant because. I, you know, have a lot of stuff in that outside freezer. If that freezer is going to die, I want to know as soon as possible, because I can get a new freezer pretty quickly if I have to, and I can put blankets on and all that. But you know, I could lose you know thousand dollars worth of food if uh, if the freezer dies and you know I don't know about it in time. So yeah, so all it does, um, yeah, we wrote about Tibbets a little a little while back. Um, you can go look up the article there, and um, but it's the same thing where you know the the tags are just these little tiny little square um, yeah. plastic things, and then you use this app, um, and the app, it's in some ways diff- you know the opposite of the Eero app. It's sort of old style looking, um, and um, um, it has a bazillion options. So, you know, like I go and monitor one of these things and there's, you know, I can set the temperature. I can decide whether this thing controls the thermostat. I can set the range at which it alerts me. I can have it alert me in eight different ways. Um, So it really feels like a full-on geek wrote this app. Yeah, it looks like it. (laughs) You know, and really, really they didn't have a design, didn't have a fancy designer. That's okay because this app has so many features. It's just wonderful. Um, check that out because it's they look very similar to the tile. You know, tile with those. those it's a, it's along the lines. Of, yeah, it's, it's him, very similar physical um, instantiation, yeah. and they can do. They have ones that do motion sensing and um, water sensing. You know, because I mean. You know, I forget what they put this in the article. We had some friends, uh, parents of a friend of mine once um, in Seattle. They uh, uh, they were on going on vacation, so they started the dishwasher and drove to the airport and went to Israel for two weeks. Hmm. And the uh, dishwasher blew up hose, but oh probably before they got to the airport. And water ran into their house for two weeks. The house settled on its foundations. You know, the floors were destroyed. Most of the furniture was destroyed. It was just, oh, and they got a huge water bill from the city. I mean, this was just, it was horrible in every way. And, you know, one of these little water sensors, I mean, if, if just think about how much grief this could save you if, you know, you could see if this little sensor goes off and alerts your iPhone and says, hey, there's, I've just been touched by water and you know that there should be no water there. So, you know, I I have a friend who has a sump pump in his basement, you know, because there's, you know, it's the drainage issues and he's got one of these things and, you know, just sits next to the sump pump. If the sump pump fails and the water gets high, he'll know about it. Yeah. You know, so I think these things are brilliant, and uh, you know, the app is is as it may not may not be the slickest looking thing, but it's got every imaginable feature, and it can alert you via, you know, it can alert you via text and notification and email and Twitter and all this oh, kind of stuff. Awesome. So, that's awesome. um, yeah, We've, I've I've linked to the uh, wireless tag app and and to cool. your article on the in the show notes. So uh, that uh, you did that uh, late last or late last year. Yeah. Uh, but it's still topical, so we'll take a look at that. And uh, yeah, you you've got me. You might have me sold on this. <laughs> <laughs> These things aren't expensive either. I mean, yeah. they're like you know. I think the the base station's like I don't know fifty bucks, and the the tags are twenty or thirty. Yeah, so 
you know, you can you can buy a couple of them, spread them around. It takes a little bit of uh, of experimenting to, sure. to you know to get them to, like the ranges. You'll actually one of the things that's interesting is you'll discover if, you know, your freezer or your fridge what it's set to first of all because these things don't have. Di- I mean, they, they just have dials that go from one to ten, right? They don't yeah. give you a temperature. Right, exactly. And so you can be really interesting to discover maybe you've got a set way too cold, at which point you're wasting energy, or maybe you've got a set way too hot, and, you know, that's why, you know, you're having problems. So, you know, that can be useful too. But the um, the, the last thing I'll say is the one thing you do need to pay attention to is mm-hmm. that the batteries do wear out. Yeah, and so does that too. Yeah, so you know, just order yourself. I think there are twenty thirty two batteries. Um, the CR twenty thirty two. At least they can replace them. Yeah. Yeah. So you just you just order pack. the whole new thing. <laughs> yep. Order a pack, and just every time it it'll, it'll alert you. It'll say you know the battery's low, or you know I've lost yeah. touch with it, and then you just go replace the battery, and it's fine nice. again for another year or six months or nine months, whatever. Nice. We're, we're gonna definitely check that out, everybody. It's uh, that's uh, that's a those some great apps and uh, picks. I really appreciate that. Let me give me my one pick. I I, I don't I can't even come close to what you talked about. <laughs> and that's okay. You do this one. every week. I I get to store them up. So no, this is great. Yeah, the next time you come on, you'll have some more. Uh, I have one app I, that kind of caught my eye. Um, it's called Quartz Brief, and it's kind of what they call it is it's a news it's news in a whole new way. And basically, what it is, it's an app that puts uh, the global. They're saying the entire global economy in your pocket. Uh, ongoing conversations about news, sort of like texting. So I start. So I loaded, I loaded the the app, and it's like, what, what is this? It looks like I'm getting text messages, and you respond to things, so it kind of knows what you're looking for, and uh, and and it just basically what it is. It just it learns more about what you're interested in a news item, and you could tell it, do you like this? You don't like this? The funniest one was there's the there's a Trump mute. <laughs> you could mute it for seven days where you don't have any news about Trump. <laughs> so so it, it, it is it's very cool. And then they also uh, let you dabble in the AR a little bit. Uh, and uh, if you want to experience the news that way, it'll, it'll you can you can take a picture of an interesting object that's in the news. They they may it may be a three D model or, or something like that. I said this is really unique. I so mm-hmm. I I just downloaded it uh, today and I just discovered it. So I wanted to bring everybody's attention. So uh, and oh, actually no, that you can only take a twenty four hour break from Trump. <laughs> but you can presumably hit it again. It's like yeah, this is a, it's again, a snooze yeah. button, right? So it, you it just keep Trump's, hitting the snooze button. Yeah, it says Trump's news. Yeah. Uh, well, so. so uh, so, so this sounds great, and I, 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 I'll be interested to check it out, um, yeah, yeah. just because I mean, it sounds like they've done an interesting, you know, a new take on how to how to present this information. Yeah. But what I want is I want the news app that's only going to tell me about news that has been news for at least two weeks. Okay. Because if it hasn't stuck around for two weeks, I don't don't need it in my head. You know, it's it was irrelevant. So okay. you know, and I mean, I want news that's going to be history. And I figure two weeks is, you know, is the minimum amount of time for something to, you know, if something doesn't, doesn't, doesn't stay in the cycle for two weeks, it's just the cable news companies trying to keep us, keep us on the hook. True. True. But it, it just feels like a, it, it, the app really feels like a, you're in your text, you're in text, text <laughs> messaging. It really does. Because it, it's just, yeah. as I'm looking at the, the different stories and then it says, uh, as you see a story, you can tap, tell me more or go next. So then if I tap next. It'll, it's just like it's doing the same thing again. It's got the bubbles, the whole thing. It's just like I feel like I'm in a text message. Uh, it's, it's pretty slick. I, mean, that's, I want everybody to check that out. It's uh, it's, uh, it's very cool. So, boy, Adam, we've gone through a whole hour here of uh, some great discussion and really appreciate you being here. Yeah, um, And uh, I want you to, if you could 
uh, tell everybody how they can find you and all about <laughs> tidbits. You go feel free to give a plug about tidbits and because, uh, uh, like I said, I'm a, I'm a, been a big supporter of tidbits for a long time. I yeah, appreciate so everything. so uh, go ahead, tell everybody we do we we do two things um, uh, nowadays. Uh, we used to do three. We used to do the take control books too, but we sold right. those to Joe Kissel, so he handles all that all that stuff now. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, we've been publishing tidbits for closing in on 29 years, and if you go to tidbits.com, you can uh, see. I, I, I'm still calling it our new site, even though we've had it up since last April, because we had spent 10 years on an old design and a brittle content management system and everything like that. It still feels new to me. It still uh, looks great. It looks great. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it's did. we've we've been you know just doing doing a lot of a lot of great stuff. And you know, and I will say, you know, you probably don't want to go to tidbits if you want the absolute latest up to date breaking news all the time, because we're much more into that. You know, what do you need right. to know that's going to be important? And so there's a lot of stuff that we don't pay attention to because it's going to go away in a few days. Or, in fact, it went away right. even by the time you finished reading this article. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, so we're, we're, we're a little bit longer form, a little bit more practical. Um, and we try to, try to go err on that side. And then the other thing that I do for those of you out there who are Apple professionals yeah. is we have a service we call the Tidbits Content Network, which actually provides content to consultants, resellers, other other Apple professionals who need to run their own blogs, um, but just don't have the time to write everything. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's what we do. We're we're good at writing this stuff, and we provide articles for people who need to publish publish stuff for them themselves. Yeah, and you've got a lot of great uh, great uh, folks of writers. Uh, Josh, like I guess, I mentioned, Josh Sanders was on. Uh, a couple a couple episodes ago, and uh, it was a lot of fun talking to him. He's got some great tech control books, and he's so active and uh, a lot <laughs> of great articles. Josh is a funny guy, and yeah. uh, he's uh, you you got yourself a good guy there. To, oh yeah, no, Josh has been working out. I think he's been working with us since 2014, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, and so, but I will say, you know, I we've 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 had a lot of people write. A little bit for tidbits or even ask they say they want to write for tidbits and 98% of them never do never actually complete anything and you know I mean when Josh started you know he kind of you know we you know he was doing good stuff and we said hey you want to write this he said yes and he did it and it was like he turned it in it was like it was like it was pretty good it was on time I'm like whoa okay wow. then and we, we tried a, a few here. more times like we've got a live one here boys <laughs> and, uh, um, and where can everybody find you on social media um, well you can look on Twitter uh, I don't post a lot on Twitter because I don't do a lot with social media because mm-hmm. um, well you know I have a life so <laughs> sure. But you can find me at, at, at Adam at Adam Angst, um, and we we all of our all of our tidbit stuff obviously is at at tidbits. So, so the best place to find you is on tidbits, right? Tidbits.com, and uh, you guys have a Facebook page, and you got a we, Twitter page. The big thing, I mean, if you actually want to interact with me, um, the place that I spend the most time because it's ours is we have uh, a discourse based forum for all of our article comments and for tidbits okay. talk. And Tidbits Toss discussions surrounding what goes on in Tidbits, what happens in the Apple world. And if you go to talk.tidbits.com, you can see it all there. It also has links over from the main Tidbits website. Mm -hmm. And um, and so, but I I just find that the conversations there are detailed, interesting, thoughtful, and that's the kind of conversations I want to have. So I find social media just doesn't doesn't compete, frankly. 
Well, great. I will put that in the link at but, but our guest here in the show notes. And uh, cool. with that, this is a wrap for this week. Please <laughs> send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS. You can subscribe uh, in your favorite podcatcher, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. Or better yet, just go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com where all the links are there for us to be able to listen to us. Uh, I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. Again, uh, Adam X, thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me, Dave. Um, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next time.